Welcome to the Anthem Church Podcast. Our desire is to transform lives through authentic experiences with God and with people. This message is brought to you from Anthem Church in Fairview, Oregon. We pray you are encouraged, inspired, and strengthened through the teaching and preaching of God's Word. You know, I love this day. Uh, he's celebrating God's love for us on Christmas morning, or Christmas. It's just just a, the most wonderful time of the year. I love the Christmas holiday. And on behalf of my family, my wife and best friend Lisa, my kids and their spouses, and our eight grandchildren, we just all want to wish you the most blessed and faith-filled Christmas ever. Amen. And uh, it's it's one of my greatest honors. I, I love this. I think this is my 16th consecutive year of being able to, you know, share the Christmas story with you and different aspects of it on the, a Christmas Sunday. And uh, to talk about the miracle of a virgin birth. And I, I just believe, you know, that God loves a broken world so much he came to us, Emmanuel, the Bible says, right? God with us. So we're in this series called Traveling, Travel Light, and a lot of people are traveling at Christmas time and uh, see to be with family and friends. And, you know, it comes just with the season. And I think that, you know, we're off to celebrate love and family and but in our travels, not only are we traveling in life, but you know, we're traveling, or not only traveling for Christmas, but we're traveling in life, amen? And, uh, and the truth is, often we, we build, or we begin to gather up things that we carry with us on that journey. And so uh, we've been in this series called Travel Light, where we just want to kind of let go of some stuff. We talked about letting go of, of stuff the first week. We talked about letting go of, of, uh, of our hurts and our past last week. And today I want to talk to you about letting go of control, okay? Letting go of control. And, and listen, this is, this is one of those messages that kind of I have to remind myself all the time because I'm, I'm a little bit of a control freak and uh, want things to just happen the way I want them to happen and I always think I have the best idea and so it's kinda like uh, this is the, the, so this is really applies to me as much as all it's something I have to remind myself constantly of right but if you're new here to Anthem we're kind of a, a church that participates you know I like to hear some feedback from yeah, from all of you you know a good amen once in a while that's that's great you know saying amen in church is like saying sick him to a dog and uh, a funny story we, we had a youth pastor here a while back and uh, and uh, he was moving on and so kind of in an exit interview I invited him over to my house and we were sitting outside the uh, on the porch and as he got ready to leave um, he was walking away, and I, my dog, Cooper, was sitting next to me. And Cooper was an Irish Shepherdoodle. Now, that, that, I know, Irish Shepherdoodle. His mother was uh, Irish Setter and German Shepherd, and then his dad was a Poodle. And uh, so he had the ferociousness of the, of the uh, German Shepherd. He had the, uh, um, the kind of the nervousness of an Irish Setter. And then he wanted to climb up in your lap like a poodle, you know, so it was quite a bizarre uh, thing. And, and he'd been a very, he's a really good dog. He's laying there next to me, and just in jest, 
I said to him as this, our former youth pastor was going to his car, I just looked at Cooper and I said, get him. And he just jetted, I mean, just up and jetted and, and I mean, did that bouncing thing at, uh, and, and I mean, the, the, the guy's like going, you know, and Cooper's bumping him and the, oh gosh, I thought he was going to bite his leg right off. Anyway. Got me all excited. I'm shouting, Cooper. Well, listen, you want to get me excited? You know, say, say amen once in a while. You know, good, a good well will do well, right? Okay. Preach it, sir. I love it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so, uh, but we're a little, you know, so I want, to, want you to participate today a little bit. And so, first off, I got a question for you. How many would say uh, that in your life, there's at least one area that you like to keep, that you like to control? Okay, just... Now you, you love to control. Come on, raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. Yeah, somebody's back there with two. You know, you're just worshiping God there. Two hands. <laughs> okay. And uh, the truth is, if you're feeling the need to reach over and grab the person's hand next to you and lift it, okay, then, then this message is seriously for you, okay? And uh, God is wanting to speak to you today. So uh, let's get into the Word of God, okay? So I'm going to read a story from uh, the, the book of Luke today. Uh, chapter 1, we'll start at verse 26, and it says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. Come on, you know, I want to stop there. Everyone say it. Come on, say confused. Confused. Disturbed. Disturbed. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Listen, some of you right now, as you celebrate this holiday season, uh, you may be confused about something that's going on in your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about, right? Maybe you wish this, whatever it is, wasn't happening, and you're asking the question, why am I here? I never thought I was going to experience this. You're disturbed. You're a little confused, right? I can't handle this. I don't know what I'm going to do. I need to take control of this. I, you know, I need to figure this out. Why in the world is this happening? Anybody know what I'm talking about, right? Maybe you never thought you'd be experiencing what you're experiencing right now. Well, that's where Mary was, confused, disturbed. And the angel speaks to her and says, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you'll name him Jesus, and he'll be very great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And Mary responded, this is not convenient for me. It's not part of my five-year goals. You have no idea. Can we take a little time out right here, okay? If this happens, then I'm going to be pregnant in my, on my wedding day and in my wedding dress, and I paid a lot of money for that. And the pictures, come on. 
No, that's not what she says. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Well, there's another version that I like, and it's the English Standard Version, or ESV, and it translates, translates, translates it like this, and it's your key Bible verse today. It says, then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. And then, then she says something that is quite amazing. She quotes the Beatles. <laughs> she says, let it be. <laughs> everybody say it. Come on, everybody say it. Let it be, all right? Let it be to me according to your word. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, let it be. Let it be. All right. Well, I'm not a mind reader here, but I can imagine that uh, there's a few of you thinking, this is going to be perfect for my spouse. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe you're thinking, I'm glad my mother-in-law came along today because this is perfect. I'm glad that, you know. And, and you're thinking, I'm not really controlling. I, I'm, I'm just a, aggressively helpful. Or, <laughs> you know, I'm not controlling, but just totally organized, you know, right? Listen, I know some of you. You're wound so tight, you make coffee nervous. I mean, the truth is, <laughs> you, you, you want to control things, right? Your kids know it. You want to control what they look like, you know, where they go, who they hang out with, what they do, where they go to college, who they're going to marry, how many kids they're going to have, right? Uh, how they're going to take care of you when you get old. Come on, you want to control them. Some of you are wearing your spouse out. I mean, you, you know, what they wear, right? How they chew, what they dress, what you say, how you load the dishwasher, how you vacuum the carpet. Now, honestly, when it comes to that, a carpet should be vacuumed in parallel lines, no crossing over. You got to get to the edge, to the glory of God, right? Come on, do, we do all things unto the, the, you know, the king, right? To the honor of God. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> How about your image? I mean, social media is your, I mean, it, social media is your weapon, right? Perfect place. You can control what everybody thinks and sees about your life. I mean, that Christmas photo, right? 37 tries, right? Your wife, you almost gave away a kid. Your wife and you almost got a divorce, right? Hashtag blessed, right? <laughs> yeah, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? That's why we don't do, I'm talking about myself here. That's why we don't do Christmas photos anymore. <laughs> it's funny because here's the truth, you know. The more you try to be in control, the more you fear losing control. And the more you fear losing control, the more you want to be in control. It's a vicious circle, right? So I put in some in your notes. I wrote these things down. You know, the things we want to control. Kids, spouse, Big life events. Oh, man, if I had a nickel for every mother that wanted to control their daughter's wedding that I did, I'd be a rich person. And I mean, there have been times when I've, you can't believe how many times I've had to take mom aside and say, mom, now, at the rehearsal, right, at the rehearsal, mom, this is not your wedding. Wake up. Hello. This is not your wedding. This is your daughter's wedding, and I'm going to give her the wedding that she wants, not the one that you are dreaming of. Or the wish you had, right? So, it's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we want to 
control what people think of us and so we carefully navigate what our image is to the world and the people around us but here's the truth put it in your notes our desire to control is really rooted in our lack of faith and uh, there's another character in this story that if we backed up it, it was Mary's cousin Elizabeth's husband Zechariah did you get all that right it's in Luke 1 and 20 and the angel appears to Zechariah and tells him you're going to have a son and they're both old you know and and they're be kind of beyond having children and Zechariah says this how can this be or how can I know this Zechariah asks the angel for I am an old man and my wife is well along in years and the angel answer and the angel answered him you're talking to an angel you idiot <laughs> No, what he actually said a little bit more politely here. I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Now listen, you'll become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. See, Zechariah's inability to control this led to his lack of, of faith, and, and it led him to having no voice in his world and have you ever wondered why people have quit listen to you, listening to you just a thought I put this in your notes when you overestimate your ability to control you really underestimate the power of God and so I want to help you you know Mary said how will this be the, and the, the angel said uh, or how will this be since I'm a virgin and God said the Holy Spirit's going to make this happen. His power is going to overshadow your life. How many of you want God's power to overshadow your life? To kind of fill in all that area around you, just so that you know how a shadow comes over you, and you know, it's, it, it changes everything. And we need the Holy Spirit. We need God in our life like that. Come on, say amen. So here's the big point of this message. And I put it in your notes, it's this. You don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. Come on, can we say that, read that together? You don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. Amen. I mean, you don't have the power to control, to make him do what you want, to make her behave like you want, to get your marriage where you want it to be, to get your finances in line finally, to get your future all lined up, or to get your health where you would love to have it, or to have your kids doing everything you want them to do, right? You don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. And that's what Mary teaches us in this story today. So let's talk a little bit about surrender, amen? A little bit about surrender. And I, I put it in your notes, it's just simply surrender 101, right? Because it's basics, basics. The angel appears to Mary and, you know, and begins to speak to her and challenges her with some things. And you think, the, you know, well, you know, but she's Mary. I mean, she was Mary, right? I mean, they named cathedrals after her, right? They, they have big... She's the Virgin Mary. There's statutes of her, right? But that's where we have to stop and really think about who she was. Most scholars think she was anywhere between 13 
and 15 years old. 13, just a teenage girl, right? And just an ordinary, everyday girl with hopes and dreams like every other little girl is dreaming about. And, and listen, they, she was thinking about her wedding day, her marriage, and she had hopes and dreams. And, but for Mary, the options were a little bit more limited, right? She was, lived in a small village. There was no, uh, you know, match.com or christiantingle.com going on, right? There's uh, whatever else there is out there. I don't know. Uh, there was this limited community to choose from, and she would be like most other women, just wanting a guy with just a few basic qualities, you know, not, nothing major, but just a couple things, right? She probably simply just wanted a guy that was maybe strong and good-looking, handsome, charming, drove a nice donkey, <laughs> newer model, reliable, nothing fancy, good job, man with a bright future, someone with uh, strong hands and a soft heart, someone who was close to mom but not a mama's boy, come on. She wanted a guy that was bold yet humble, decisive yet flexible, well-groomed but not obsessive, just a few things, nothing special, you're right? Uh, someone that was fit, but who didn't post topless uh, photographs on Instagram. Men, stop it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> stop it, right? You're going to have to answer to God for that. All right. <laughs> she, she wanted somebody with big goals, right? Yet was easygoing. Someone who uh, made her feel safe but was a little dangerous. Someone who liked chocolate-covered strawberries, long walks on the beach, holding hands, you know. She wanted a guy, most of all, that was godly. Just a couple things. She wanted a man that would be the daddy of her children, right? You, uh, I'm just making this up. She had dreams, right? <laughs> she probably wanted to propose to her on the bridge of Bethlehem, right? where the photographer, got, uh, the photographer got the perfect picture, right? They would, uh, you know, get married at, in Jerusalem gardens and slow dance to thinking of you, right? Uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> or thinking out loud, I think it was. And that, and that one, it'd be perfect. Two kids, right? Boy named Joey Jr., girl named uh, Olivia, Emma, or maybe Isabella. They couldn't, hadn't decided yet. They'd have a dog, not a cat, never a cat. Cats are from hell. No, I mean, uh, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. All dogs go to heaven, right? Okay. They'd watch Netflix at least four nights a week after the long walk after dinner, right? Uh, she had hopes, dreams, nothing. I mean, she wanted a couple things, not much. But God had something very different from her, for her, didn't he? that was disturbing, confusing. And, you know, some of you had, are like this. Some of you had a plan. You, you had some hopes, some dreams. You were done at two kids, and then the bonus round came, right? You didn't see that coming. Some of you were on the other side. You wanted three, but you hoped and dreamed and couldn't conceive, confused, disturbed. Some of you thought the job was going to be perfect and you took it but then re didn't realize that, that the company was downsizing and now you're struggling 
Maybe it's a relationship issue. Maybe your marriage isn't where it's supposed to be. Maybe there are some empty chairs at the table this Christmas. Maybe someone that was there last Christmas isn't there anymore. You th something happened that you thought never would. Maybe it's a financial issue or a health issue or any number of other things. So Mary was disturbed. Or like Mary, you are too, and, and confused. And, and I get it. I know what it's like to really... I know what it's like when things don't go like you dreamed they would, right? And you're like Mary, and you have a choice to make. You don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. And she had a choice to either, you know, she had to, she had to choose. She had to choose between her dreams or God's destiny. She had to make a decision between her plans or God's purposes. She had to choose between her control or God's calling on her life. And what I love about Mary in this pa passage is though, even though she didn't understand that plan, she trusted that her father had a purpose in all of it. And she surrendered. She knew God was up to something. He was doing something. Amen? And she surrendered. You always have the power to surrender. So what does surrender look like? And how do you get there? Well, first, you have to be like Mary. You have to declare, let it be. Let it be. In uh, verse, you know, one, verse or chapter 1, verse 38, Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. According to your word. According to your plan, God, not mine. I'm going to take my hand off the wheel. I'm going, to, I'm going to move over to the passenger side. Lord, you take over. And think about this. It was no easy deal. I mean, that's, it's easy to say it, but it, it's, it's not easy to do it. Think about her situation. I mean, if Lisa shows up when we were dating and she says, hey, Brad, uh, um, the Holy Ghost got me pregnant, I'd go, we got a problem, okay? We got a problem, right? And, uh, and Mary had to tell Joseph this. So she does. She surrenders. She says, let it be. And what does God do? God sends an angel to Joseph who shows up and speaks to him and talks to him and tells him, Joseph, yeah, this whole deal, it's legit. I'm doing this thing. God shows up. God comes through. People are whispering all over town, right? They're just, you know, they see Mary and they go, hey, oh yeah, Mary. Yeah, check her out. Saw her donkey over at Joseph's 2 a.m. in the morning. We know what they were up to, right? And she's shamed for that. And she has to carry that and walk in that shame. But she surrenders. And the Holy Spirit reveals to her cousin Elizabeth, her relative, and, and says, this is God. Great things are going to come of this. And Elizabeth begins to prophesy. You read about it. And there's great comfort there. You think about the birth of Jesus, right? Mary's nine-month pregnant. She's riding a donkey to Bethlehem. I mean, they can't find a Super 8. There's no red roof inns, right? No, no rooms av available. Just a straw roof stable. And this is not ideal. But she surrenders. And God provides everything they need. A stall, a manger, farm angels, and shepherds who show up and worship spoken to by, by angels God is with us God is here
And then Herod the king, he gets in his mind, he, you know, he gets word of the baby and he says, man, we got to kill this thing. You know, who is this baby? That's, you know, we have to make sure he's dead. He's a challenge to my throne. And he sends out the death squads to search for the baby. And every day, Mary has to trust God. Trust God with her baby. Trust God with her life. And they have to run for it. Heading for Egypt, on the run. Like I said before, it takes money to be on the run, right? But God's got it. They surrender. And what does God do? Brings wise men. God, over and over, comes through for them because they're willing to just surrender to his purposes, to his plan for their life. Come on, amen? As Mary says, let it be, I surrender control. God provides for it all. And it's interesting to me that I think, you know, that, that Jesus, when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, wrestling with what he's going to do, how he's going to, his life's going to end, wrestling with what's in front of him, going to the cross, he uses the same Greek word as Mary used here. It says, not my will, but thine be done. I wonder where he learned it. Because Mary lived a life of let it be, surrender and control to God. I love that. See, here's the second thing that you need to remember. First, let it be. Secondly, there is no such thing as partial surrender. <laughs> no such thing as partial surrender. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with... How much is all? 87.5%? Does that work? See, you can't surrender in degrees. Okay, because there's, there's no surrender if it isn't 100%. Okay? Oh, oh I'm, I, Pastor, I'm... I'm about 80, yeah, I'm about 80% surrendered. I mean, I, um, I trust Jesus to save my soul, but, you know, there's still things I like to do, you know, fool around with, you know, not giving that up. I trust Jesus to make my past okay, but I can't trust him with my money. I trust Jesus to give me peace when I'm hurting. It's really, I can't trust him with my kids. These are, these are my kids. Are you getting it? There's no such thing as partial surrender. Yeah, control is such a... I know I'm kind of hitting some things here. Control is quite an issue that's deeply rooted in us, you know? And what's it rooted in? Our desire to control things. It really just speaks of our... the way we overestimate our abilities. Amen? And, and truly, we are groomed by our culture to overestimate our ability to control. You got to make it happen. If it's up to me, if it's going to be, it's up to me, right? So I need to be strong. I need to manipulate. I need to make it happen. And that's totally different than what Jesus is saying, right? Jesus said, if you cling to your own life, you're going to lose it. If you try to control everything, it's going to slip through your fingers eventually. I mean, if you... <laughs> How many have ever caught themselves saying, I'm losing it here? You probably have something to surrender today. <laughs> Amen? And, and to follow Jesus, it's really 100% surrender. No partial halfway stuff. It's, it's going all in. I mean, I, well, and, and it's not just a one-time thing, too. Well, back in 2010, I surrendered control, right? No, 
It's really an everyday choice. Come on, somebody say amen. An everyday choice to surrender. And here, here's my final thought today. And here's, this is what I want you to hear. That God can do way more with my surrender than I can do with my control. Come on. Can we say that one together? God can do way more with my surrender than I can do with my control. Can you see that in the story? I mean, Mary surrenders. God comes through. God comes to us. Jesus surrenders. Salvation comes to us. It really takes our surrender for the release of all God's promises to us. And, you know, we talk about the promise of God are all yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Well, the yes that we say, or in the amen, he, God says yes and we say amen, that amen comes with a surrender. I mean, it's our surrender that makes the verse in Ephesians 3.20 a reality. Now to him who is able to do infinitely more than we then all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us that just isn't automatic that is the result of surrender so can I ask you something today is there something that you're carrying today that you really need to surrender to God you know is there something that you need to just a burden on your heart something that you've been carrying whatever it might be it could be a child it could be uh you know, so a person that you're aching for. Uh, it might be a, a bad diagnosis from the doctor, a financial weight that is just leaning on you. It might be fear. It might be uh, a hurt from something you lost, or perhaps it's an addiction that you can't beat, or maybe a guilt that you're carrying from something you did that you can't take back. Whatever it is, I don't know if you, uh, I, I, you just need to capture that and just look, think about it. In fact, if you had a piece of paper, I don't know if you have a piece of paper with you, if you do, or grab one of those cards out from the back of the seat back, I just need to write it down. You need to write that thing down because it's something that you need to surrender to God. And I'm just a big believer that when you write, what you write down gets done. And if you don't write it down, often it just kind of passes by. So today I want you to just, you know, waste one of those welcome cards. Grab it out of the back and write down that whatever that is, that thing you're carrying. The thing that God is just speaking through your heart that just comes to mind. And uh, in just a moment, you know, as we just close up and worship God here, I'm just going to invite you to just surrender that to him. And then you throw that thing in your pocket, stick it in your Bible, you know, take it home with you, throw it out. But do something with it and remember that you wrote that down and surrender control of that sort of situation to God. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares, your worries, and your anxieties on your heavenly Father, amen? Because he cares for you. And, I, you know, this story, this story of Mary is so special. Now, on Christmas Eve, we're going to continue the story. And we're going to talk about, we're going to start in Luke 2. But what makes this story so special to me is really kind of the first thing 
that the, Mary, uh, that the angel says to Mary. And it's simply this. He says, Mary, the Lord is with you. And the Lord is with us. The Lord is here today. He's here with you. He's right there with you in your seat. He's with you in the middle of your circumstance. He's with you in the middle of that whatever you're carrying. The Lord is with you right here. He's with you as this year ends and another year begins. Do you know, there's something I really wish. There's some, you know, I pray for you all the time. Lisa and I, we just want God's best for you so madly. And we think about these moments that so much change can happen. And, and I can't make the decision for you. But I'm just urging you to surrender that. Amen? I can't force you. I can't talk you into it. But I want you to invite you to hear God. Hear His voice speak to you. And let go of the control over that. And I promise that if you'll do that, and I've seen it over and over and over in our lives. That when you let go of your ability to control, He comes through in a big way. And the Holy Spirit comes and overshadows your situation. And His power comes. And today, that's what we want. Amen? That's what we need. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, today, I thank you for your word. I thank you for Mary's story that in many ways is our story. We can relate, Lord, to the, the troubling moment, the troubling of her in her spirit. Help us, Lord, to let it be according to your word. Your plan, your purpose, not our will. Yours be done. Lord, today, we're not going to partially surrender it. We're going to give it 100%. That's what we want to do. Totally surrender. Thank you for joining us. We are located at 1415 Northeast 223rd Avenue in Fairview, Oregon. You can find us online at www.anthemfamily.org and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at My Anthem Family. God bless.